you know, it's not Karachi, it is not East Pakistan, this is not India, this is not Ireland, this is never records, this is never records, this is never records. And certainly me. In the crash. In the booth with never records. Nice. With 13 minutes. Across the ocean, from New York to Liverpool to Derry, we are the ones who believe that through joy we can forever live. Thank you, Never Records. I'm sorry I touched your microphone. Met my lover in Never You are not listening to Never Records on Converge Radio 99.9 FM. Welcome to episode 76 of Never Records Radio. My name is Ted Riederer, and I'm an artist and musician who lives and works in New York City. Mississippi to the River Jordan and back to the Missouri. I've recorded musicians, poets, historians, honky-tonkers. Anyone who wants to cut a vinyl record for free in my conceptual art project, Never Records. The Never Records archive continues to grow. To this date, there are over 500 recordings from more than nine cities around the world. This past fall, I was invited to bring Never Records to Kansas City as part of the inaugural year of Open Spaces, a Midwestern biennial curated by Dan Cameron. Over the course of two months, I made over 100 recordings capturing the incredibly diverse Kansas City soundscape. Let me describe this next recording to you. On last week's episode, we learned about the origins of the banjo and how this symbol of country and bluegrass music developed out of a ritual performed by slaves called the banya. This week is about another instrument which also epitomizes country music, the pedal steel. The pedal steel, like the banjo, also has an interesting origin story. Like the banjo, the slide guitar was developed in part by slaves from West Africa, where a musical bow is played with a bone slide. Early African Americans would tension a wire between two nails and play that wire with a bottle or a stick. They called this a diddly bow, or a jitterbug. The lap steel, which is also played with a slide, has its origins in Hawaii of all places. In the 19th century, sailors brought the Spanish guitar to the Hawaiian Islands. Hawaiians adopted an open tuning called a slack key and would play the guitar with a slide. This style of steel guitar, named for the use of the steel slide, was popularized in 1874 by a musician named Joseph Kakuku on the island of Oahu. According to historian Michael Ross, in the 1920s, a famous Hawaiian steel guitarist named Saul Hupi traveled to Los Angeles 
and America's obsession with the steel guitar was born. In the 30s, two Slovak brothers, John and Emil Depiera, added a resonator cone to increase the steel guitar's acoustic volume. The word dobro, a contraction of Dopiera brothers, also translates to good in the brothers' native Slovak language. Simultaneously, the first production electric lap steel was introduced in 1932. The aluminum row pattern, later Rickenbacker, A22 frying pan. This was the first electric stringed instrument of any kind. In 1935, when Bob Dunn went in the studio to play it with Western swing star Milton Brown and his musical Brownies, it also became the first electric stringed instrument on any commercial recording. In 1939, the steel guitarist, big band leader, television personality, and inventor of the talking steel, Alvino Ray, collaborated with a machinist to design an electric steel guitar with pedals. In 1940, the Gibson Guitar Corporation introduced the Electra Harp. The initial instrument had a group of pedals fanning out from its rear left leg, like those on a harp. The pedals and mechanism system made it possible to alter various string pitches, with or without moving the bar, to smoothly transition from chord to chord. I adore the sound of pedal steel, so I was in heaven in Kansas City.
not listening to Never Records. That was The Breakfast Sides, featuring Betsy and Chad Graves from Springfield, Missouri, recorded live at Never Records this past fall. This session was early in my trip to Kansas City, and after hearing it, I got really excited about the whole project. Chad Graves is an accomplished dobro and pedal steel player who has had a big influence in the Kansas City and Springfield scene. Chad has played dobro since he was a kid. Lewis Meyer, a Kansas City icon who brought Folk Alliance to the city and was manager of Chad's band, The Hillbenders, gave him his first steel guitar. Chad tuned it to a dobro tuning and started teaching himself how to play. It snowballed from there. I met so many musicians who praised Chad and said he was the reason they got into playing the dobro and pedal steel. This reminds me of New York's Tony Trishka, who taught countless banjo players from Bela Fleck to my friend Ian Saxon, who plays banjo with Murphy's Law and on his own with a one-man band that does punk covers. I love this tradition of teaching and mentorship in music communities, a passing of information by people who are equally inspired by the love of sound. I've heard of many people who brought a dobro after seeing Jerry Douglas play. Let me describe this next recording to you. Jenna and Martin also played on the Breakfast Sides track, and they turned out to be great friends. Their duo, eponymously called Jenna and Martin, is another one of my favorite discoveries from Kansas City. Working in the country and bluegrass tradition, they write unbelievably poignant and touching songs that are completely their own, yet somehow sound timeless. They just released a Christmas EP, and their song All I Want for Christmas sounds as classic as any Christmas carol. Here is Jenna and Martin with the peculiar song recorded live at Never Records this past fall.
You are not listening to Never Records Radio. That was Jenna and Martin with their track called The Peculiar Song about the town of Peculiar, Missouri. The lyrics are about Jenna's grandmother, who just passed away. Jenna and Martin spent the last year taking care of her, and it's hard to listen to this song and not feel sentimental. Jenna has a super cool record label that releases fierce Americana music called Last Cowgirl Records. Martin is an amazing musician who seems to be in about 50 bands. I love his pedal steel playing on this track. It's so tasteful. He can also play a mean Telecaster. Let me describe this next recording to you. This next track also features pedal steel and is again fronted by a woman. I think it says a lot about the Kansas City scene that the musicians I recorded were so diverse. A lot of music scenes seems to be dominated by male musicians, but not Kansas City, where the women dominate. Lorna Kay and the One Night Stand features the vocal harmonies of Lauren Crumb and Fritch Hutchison, who sound perfect together. In a recent interview, Lauren says, I prefer singing with someone, always. I have to impress on my own and have the spotlight sometimes, but nothing compares to the feeling of intertwining with another person vocally. There's an aspect that feels almost like becoming one person, and that I really can't get enough of. Choose the way 
You are not listening to Never Records Radio. That was Lorna Kay and the One Night Stand featuring Mike Stover on the pedal steel. Lauren, Fritz, and Mike were so supportive of Never Records that they even brought me a keg of beer on closing night. I think this version of the Leuven Brothers 1960 song, You're Running Wild, is perfectly recorded, and I'm so proud of it. Thank you for listening to Never Records Radio. Special thanks goes out to the Breakfast Sides, Jenna and Martin, and Lorna Kay and the One Night Stand for their amazing sounds. Heartfelt thanks and a big hug to all the musicians and artists that make Never Records possible. For more information, pictures, and video from today's session, please visit neverrecords.net. This show would not be heard if it weren't for Scott Morfitt and Eli Klott at Converge Radio, who put Never Records on the airwaves with support from the UW Eau Claire Foundation. You are not listening to Never Records.